Guys, welcome to Fitness Business Secrets. Have a very special episode um, for you guys today. Um, I, I begged James to jump on. Um, we're going to be covering how to have a winning mindset and absolutely dominate in life. Um, James, firstly, mate, thank you so much um, for popping along. We really appreciate it. Um, what we're going to cover, guys, today is just basic framework. We're going to talk about the, your purpose, also looking at where you're at right now and just making a basic actions, action plan um, so that you can achieve more in business, more in life, and just be an overall happier person. Um, so, James, do you want to give the guys a little bit of a background about all the cool stuff you've you've done in life that got you here to probably the pinnacle of, of getting on this podcast here today? Well, mate, the coolest <laughs> thing I ever did was coach Jimmy Pompanio, man. Like, that was pretty fucking cool. Oh, uh, mate, you had me at my worst as well. That was yeah, some, that yeah, was yeah. some you, crazy shit. You had some stuff going Gone. on. But, like, dude, the cool thing that I love working, like, reason why I love working with people like you and, 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 and you is because, like, there's this, people say there's a fine line between genius and insanity, right? And I'm like, bullshit, it fucking crosses over, right? You know, because in mm. order to have genius, you need to have this little bit of insanity and this, this, this craziness about you, which makes you do all this ridiculous stuff. And one of the things that I find most fulfilling is finding people who are exceptional, such as yourself, where the genius to insanity, it's like it's not meshing as well as what it should. And then how do we just get rid of all the stuff which is not serving you well and keep all of those traits which are which make you exceptional and and just really focus down on them because that's when you create really cool shit i mean like dude seeing your growth and your results over the last few years and knowing i've even been a small part of that it's cool as fuck like it's the best thing in the world i love it yeah it is and mate i must um i must admit you've probably been one of the biggest mentors i've had in my life Lou. um for, for you guys that, that that don't know is um I was working with James. I was going through, like, it was a time I tried to commit suicide. I was on a lot of medication. I was going through selling a business. Like, I was a fucking mess. I remember some days I'll just call you and I don't even remember what we talked about. But I can say the reason why I got James on the episode for you, for you guys today is because I wouldn't be where I am today without you. Um, it's absolutely fucking crazy all the stuff we did um, from rock bottom to being able to get me to a, a person where I think you always used to talk about integrity. And that was what we would talk about over and over and over to be a person where I actually had integrity and I loved the person that I was. Um, but when you got me, I remember I was walking along a road in, um, in, in Brookvale. And I think we were talking about stomach health or something like that. Um, and then once we actually got into coaching, there was a big fitness component, but 95% of it was just like trying to make me happier. Um, it, was, it, was, it was some uh, some really fun times, actually. So, but my friend, let's dive into it because you help you help hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people every single year. Because this is a big focus of of your online fitness program, which is a, an absolute beast in itself. Um, but if someone's wanting to, you know, find their purpose, a little bit maybe of like the hierarchy of health, which is one of your amazing trainings, um, where would they kind of start with finding their purpose, finding out what they actually want to achieve in life? Yeah. So step number one, if you just want to be more successful, period, right? If you want to be better in your business, if you want to be better for your family, the ultimate thing that you need to do is you need to do what I do. It's called a compare and contrast or a juxtaposition. What I want you to do right now, like everyone who's, if you're listening to this, I want you to like pause this in, in a second. I want you to write this down, grab a pen and paper. I want you to write down every way that you would describe yourself right now. Everything, all the good, all the bad, describe you as a human being right now. And then once you've done that, right? Hit pause if, if you need to write that down. Take a couple of minutes and, and, and do it. 
Now, once you've done that, I want you to go on to the other side and I want you to write down who you want to be, right? And this is everything. I'm talking like how you want to be. Do you want to be shredded, jack, strong, squat 300 kilos? Do you want to be a millionaire? Do you want to be working 20 hours a week? Do you want to have you know, uh, you know, know, time where you can go on holidays with your kids? Write it all down. I want you to write down what you're doing right now and then what you would like to be doing. And what you're going to end up with is you're going to end up with a heap of what I call incongruence. You end up with a heap of different things that don't line up. You're acting in ways currently right now, which don't actually serve you or don't get you closer to where you want to be. When we do this initial thing where we look at, okay, this is me right now versus this is who I want to be, it makes it really stark and makes it really, really clear on when we're not acting in integrity with our higher self, because effectively that's who we're creating. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it does. I actually did a, a similar um, task to that on leadership, on what type of leader are you now? What type of leader do you want to be? Um, so it was it was, um, it was quite similar. It's very eye-opening as well, because usually it's like, you know, I weigh 100 kilos, I need to weigh 85 or whatever it is. And it's like, well, you can see it pretty clearly. And and, and on that, I guess, do when the guys are breaking it down as a task, so you mentioned health, business, relationships, is there any other, you know, kind of tips or tricks you could you could give them when writing down the, the initial part of where they're at right now? Yeah. So, there are really four key areas within life that we look at. If you want to be really, really fucking happy, if you like want to be like jump up out of bed happy every single day, like shitloads of energy, just feeling really, really good and just- when you look in the mirror, I love what you see. This is what you need to, to what you need to master. You need to do this. I, I spent a lot of time with my guys in this. Number one, health-wise, how do you want to look, right? How do you want to look? How do you want to feel? How do you want to be? Number two, wealth-wise, what do you want to be doing for your career? How much money do you want to be making? And, and importantly, how do you want to be making that money? What do you need to learn? What sort of intellectual stimulation, right? That's like the, the wealth section. Uh, next one after those relationships, who are the people around you? that you want to connect with. I'm not just talking like, obviously talking your your wife, your partner, your kids, but also your friends. Who do you do business with? Who do you jump on pod- podcasts with? Who do you spend your time around? You know, as, as the, the famous saying goes, is like, show me the, the five people that you spend the most time around and I'll show you your future. And there's a fourth one, which not many people talk about. And this is your purpose or what I call spirituality. Your purpose is your reason for being. Let's be honest, Jimmy, like we've all made millions of dollars. We've got heaps of money. Mm-hmm. We've got all that sort of stuff. And to be perfectly frank, me before making millions of dollars to after making millions of dollars, like there's no net change in actual happiness just by the dollar value itself. Like, yeah, I'd rather be rich than broke, like granted. But the most important thing is like, what are we actually doing with, with, with our life? Like, what am I actually doing this for? What is the reason for, for me living? How many guys do you know are like super loaded and yet they're still lost in life? How many guys mm. do you know who've done extraordinarily well for themselves, but they're still not happy? You can nail your health, wealth, and relationships, but if you do not nail your purpose, your reason for being, then you'll always be left chasing more. Like we see and we look at tyrannical leaders, right, all around the world. Now, I'm not going to get political, right? But there are some. You can go pick, you can go pick your own tyrannical leader. We all know, we all know one, okay? And you look at them, they're always chasing more. They always want more, 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 more. A hundred million isn't enough. A billion isn't enough. A hundred billion is never enough. They just constantly want more and more and more. And they're never satisfied, right? It's like, uh, have you ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean? You know, yep. I think it's de- uh, what's the, the, the Black Pearl one where there's all the pirates there. And when they step into the moonlight, there's nothing left. They drink, there's a f- that famous one of uh, 
Barbosa drinks the rum mm. and it goes all the way through his body. And he has uh, thirst all the time, but it's totally unquenchable. That's your life without purpose. Your life without purpose is unquenchable thirst, and you'll always be searching for something more until you find that purpose. And yet, on the other hand, when you do find that purpose, every single day you live with abundance. It's incredible. It's a brilliant feeling. And mate, so the the health wealth relationships um, is something I talk about a lot. I think I miss that that purpose bit. A little bit, and is that a bit harder? A little bit harder to find, rather than just how you want to look, how much money you want to earn, kind of stuff. Does that take a little bit more soul searching, or how would the guys kind of, you know, what could something we could do to action to find our purpose, you know, in life? Because that's so powerful, the spirit, spirituality side, as you said. Yeah, it is massively. Um, and if you look at how we do it with our guys. So first of all, we just have a lot of conversations. So this isn't something that happens overnight. You don't just, you know, sit down, meditate for 15 minutes. Like, oh, I've got my purpose. This is exactly what my life is for. If that, I've never heard of that happening, but if it happens for you, fucking congratulations, (laughs) you've, you've shortcutted it by like 10 years. Um, But no, what we do with a lot of our guys is we'll sit and we'll just continually work out and nut it out. But roughly the formula that we go through in order to find this out with, for, for people is first of all, When you're old and gray and smelly and you've got tubes up your nose, down your throat, (laughs) up your butt, down your cock, right? You're about to die, right? You're about to draw draw your last breath. You you just stink. Like, you know how old people, let's be honest, they smell funny, right? You're that, right? What do you want to look back on your life and see? Do you want to like look back on your life and say, hey, I worked with a heap of charities and I helped make, you know, recently I was at an event in Taronga Zoo uh, and I met with a, a bunch of different charities amazing. who worked with, yeah, it was unreal. And, and all these charities like there's RSPCA there, Guide Dogs, Vision Australia, you know, Assistance Dogs Australia, Happy Paws, Happy Hearts, like a bunch of really cool charities there. And I was talking with all of them, they were all strategizing and whatnot. Do you want to be like them where they look back on their life and know that they helped animals or helped people who are blind or needed assistance dogs? You know, is that your thing? Or do you want to look back on your life and say, I was an incredible parent? Or do you want to be that person who said, fuck, I made a shitload of money, but I don't have any good relationships. I didn't do anything for society. And all I did was feed off everybody else. It's like, do you really want to be that? So the first most important thing is to do that, 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 that thing. Visualize yourself on your deathbed and see what you want to look back on your life as. Does that make sense? It's so powerful. It's kind of sending shivers down. I haven't done much stuff like that recently. Yeah. Um, dude, we've been going very hard powerful. on it recently. It's fucking mm. incredible, man. Yeah. The no, thing no. is- Very, very it, powerful. Dude, if you ever have- um, If you ever have a, a, a loss of drive or a loss of motivation or feeling like things are harder than what they should be, it's 100% because you just don't have your purpose or your reason why. It's because there's this little thing in the back of your head saying, oh, but Jimmy, why are you working this hard? Why are you getting up at 7am to do this? You could just stay in bed. Who gives a fuck? It doesn't really matter. But the moment Mm. when you're crystal clear on your purpose and where you want to go, instantly things get way easier. For me, like when Layla was born, my my daughter, that made everything so much easier for me because suddenly I have a why for everything. Why do I work hard? Why do I continue study? I don't need to work anymore. But I still do because I need to set a, a phenomenal example for her. I need to be a better man for her. I need to grow for her because if I don't do that, I'll be a bad dad. And when I am on my deathbed or gray and smelly and old with tubes coming in and out of every orifice, then I'm not going to look back on it and be proud of my life. But with the way that I act in, I'm acting now, 100% I'll be fucking stoked when I die. And mate, just um, if you don't mind, if we talk about your life for a bit, is your purpose and like spirituality side of things 
has that does that adjust every three to five years like obviously you just had you know your amazing daughter did that somewhat adjust your your purpose or, or has it always been reasonably similar it's it's constantly changing but there are certain things which are recurring which which always stay in there so Big dude things. like i had a really like privileged upbringing i went to a school called the king schools in Parramatta. so very very wealthy school a lot of people are doing super well um and one of the things that 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 i learned pretty early on was that money isn't everything like it doesn't actually matter that much in the grand scheme of things if you're playing the game of life that i'm playing which is just searching for searching for ful- fulfillment and, and a constant state of joy and what I, 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 I saw that, and so the thing that I learned very, very early on was that the ultimate way to feel really fucking amazing every single day is to help people. And that's why I went into the coaching industry because that's in the end of the day, that's what I wanted to do. And that's, that, that is something which will be always there uh, and has, has been a part of my life for the last 10 plus years. Um, then there's other things which I add on to it and constantly change. As, as we mentioned, you know, Layla is, is you know, has, has joined my life. Um, uh, my wife, Sophie, we're, we're, we're married now. Um, and so there's different things. Like, for example, I had to step up and be a brilliant husband. You know, when you're dating, you're having fun, like things are all good and it's exciting. But when you're married or in a long-term relationship, as, as I'm sure you know, like it changes. And Mm. you have to evolve into a different person. So now you're a provider. Uh, Now you need to not just be someone who's great at sex, but you need to be great at sex. And also (laughs) you need to be able to be strong and stoic. And and there you don't need to just be fun, but you also need to be someone who is going to be a rock and a foundation. And so the purpose changes a little bit there. And with my daughter, obviously, you know, I want my, my daughter growing up with a dad that loves her, a dad that adores her, but also a dad who isn't just settling for nothing. Uh, in the end of the day, our kids, our daughters, they marry uh, like us. So they, they they marry their dads and our sons, they end up marrying their, their mothers. Not like actually not talking about some like weird incest Oedipus mm. shit. Like more what I'm talking about is the person or the archetype that they marry. That's what they end up searching for. And so I want my daughter to have an amazing relationship. I want her to have a beautiful husband or wife when she gets married, whichever way she ends up, you know, going for. Um, I I want her to be happy. And it's down to me to set a really, really awesome example for that. Because if I don't, I know what's going to happen for her. And so in that way, yeah, definitely our purpose does continually shift. And that's one of the most beautiful things about life is it's not fixed. It's continually evolving. Yeah. I think like over time it does evolve. It's very one of my biggest fears in life is being a father. I remember, um, I'm not sure if you remember, do you remember when you got me to read the book Manhood and call my, you didn't make me do anything, but then I called my dad and told him I loved him, I forgive him. It's probably one of the most emotional days of my life. But I think it's just like so, such an amazing, uh, you're bearing such an amazing level of responsibility being, you know, a father and a parent. Like I've seen it go wrong with all the stuff that happened with my mom and my dad and things like that. It's probably my deepest fear in life being a dad. It's probably why I don't have kids. Dude, I fucking remember that fear, man, when I had it coming out. It was, um, I was literally paralyzed for in terms of taking action for since when I when I found out Soph was pregnant until Layla was born it was really interesting business was really good we're making shitloads of money you got dollars coming in in and out, in and out of everywhere but I was just stuck I wasn't motivated mm. I wasn't doing anything I was just like totally like what the fuck is this going to be like like I'm going to be a dad I'm going to have to look after this kid what I'm going to do how I'm going to have to act and there's a real fear and a real belief of insufficiency around us um which is 
it drives us to grow, but it can also make us stuck. But equally at the same time, as soon as Layla was born, it was just like this snap into action. It was like I just knew everything that I had to do every single day. Now, I'm far from perfect. I'm a fucking long way from perfect. But I know that every single second where I'm stepping into just trying to be the best dad that I can be, I'm doing a fucking phenomenal job. But I 100% get what you mean by the fear and the biggest, this this anxiety that will I be good enough for my kid? Mm. Well, I think my fear is that I'll just fuck it up royally like my parents did. You know what I mean? So I'm not sure if you had that. Yeah, that's actually true. I probably should give them a bit more credit. But that's for like because of people like you, though, like not them. Do you know what I mean? I was just lucky where, you know, when I was, because I was a rambunctious dude until I was like, probably until I met you, to be fair. Then I met you and then I met Charlie. And Charlie was the different type of grounding because he was very aspirational for me. Um, And then you're more grounding of like, don't be a fucking idiot, like pull your head in kind of stuff. So um, until that, until that phase, I was, I didn't really have father figures in my life. It was nuts. And it's weird because you're younger than me, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm still a pup, mate. I'm 29, not even 30 yet. How about that on a podcast? Like a 33-year-old male telling another 29-year-old dude he's like a father figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, that's the thing that we get so fucked up in this society, right? Like you look at how how we live, man. We live in these little boxes and we're all separate from each other and we don't have any real community anymore. Steve Biddulph in the book Manhood, for those of you who haven't read it, fucking Great read it, right? If you're male, if you're female, fucking read it. Um, and it talks about it. It takes a whole community to raise a child. And what you didn't have, you had some community around, but you didn't have a whole heap. And eventually you found that community through myself, through Charlie and through all the other men who've who've had an impact on your life. But it's like when it, it's not just about having a mum and a dad, it's not just the role of the mum and the dad, it's the role of everybody around the kids. So like right now, what I'm doing for Layla is I'm systematically putting in place people who I think are really, really good role models around them. I'm bringing them into my circle. It's one of the reasons why I, I love what we do because, you know, my in my team, fuck bro, I found them. One of our CRMs the other day, we got like 50 people in and around our organizations. It's fucking crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, but I've got all these people who are extremely high level who are also going to be involved in raising my child and are also going to be a part of it because it's not just up to Soph and I, it's up to everybody who's around the, the kids to, to have mm. an, an influence on them. Does that make sense? Mate, I just love the level of thinking. Like we talked previous in the episode, like we are who we're around, right? But the fact that you're putting thought into that and putting structures and, you know, this is probably putting our business hat on, putting systems and building relationships um, so that she has an amazing support network around her is just, it's one of the most profound things I've ever heard from a parent. Like it's just- being a dad at like a super fucking high level, pretty much. You're not fucking around. (laughs) No, not at all, man. Dude, I put a lot of thought into this. Like one of the other things that I think on really, really hard is succession and legacy. Um, When we talk Mm. about like, we we obviously, you know, everyone, we we make a good amount of money. Um, And probably everybody who's listening to this is making a good amount of money. Um, When you have a kid, your first thought, and and I assume you've even before you've had a kid, you probably had this thought, like, okay, what am I going to leave them? What am I going to give to them? Like, what, like in terms of wealth and money, it's very, very important. For some reason, we've got this fucked up relationship with money where we don't want to talk about it a lot, but we fucking should. We should be talking about it a lot because it is very important, and it's been important for thousands of years where people were talking about giving their kids land. You know what I mean? Mm. Inheriting land and who gets what sheep and who gets what fucking camel. Like it's always been a part of life. But what I think on very, very hard is succession planning. I've been studying it a lot. And how am I going to set up 
my daughter so that she has the best head start in life. She has the best opportunities and everything down to like how much is she going to inherit? Uh, how much does she need to inherit? How is she going to use that? What are the family values that we have? Uh, how is she going to be able to live her life? Because if you look in broken societies, we really fuck our kids up. Like we think that at the moment, you know how like when you leave school, they're like, oh, you can be anything that you want to be. Have fun with that. That choice is fucking paralyzing, man. Like you imagine mm. saying to an 18 year old, oh yeah, you've got to make this decision about what you're going to be for the rest of your life. And there's no boundaries. You can just choose anything. And it's, it's insane that we do that. We need to have some sort of boundary, some sort of direction and guidance and some limitations on our kids so that they can actually have an easier path and an easier choice forward so they can actually do something instead of undergoing analysis paralysis. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It does. It does. I've actually been watching a lot of there's so many videos going around at the moment about how college and university systems like really mess up kids a lot, especially, you know, there's some some kids that do it. They don't have, you know, financial backing from their parents. So it's like, hey, you can do whatever. They end up doing whatever degree it is. They're 30, 40, 50 grand in debt. Um, and they, they don't even get a job off the back of it just because of you know, having too many options essentially and just picking a stupid one. But, and yeah. mate, so so on the first point, so, you know, we write down where we're at right now, where we want to be. Um, what would be the be the next step in, you know, winning at life and actually piecing this all, all together and, and, you know, making some shit happen so we dominate? Cool. So the next step after that, once you have clarity on where you are right now to where you want to be, we call this the summit. Once you have clarity on that, the next thing that you need to do is you need to find out who is going to help you get there. All right. Newsflash. None of us are self-made. Right. I remember I met met this person once once upon a time. Lovely human being, but but very. Uh, I disagree with some of the things they say. Uh, they had self-made tattered across the knuckles. I'm like, you are a <laughs> fucking idiot. And I'll tell you why is because you were made from semen and egg, right? You are literally you being alive right now is example of two other people making you. You are not self-made whatsoever right down to your very core. And when people, people will come back to that and say, oh, but what about in their business or their success? You are influenced by the whole community around you. I was just talking about that before. It's like it takes not just a mother and a father to raise a child, but a whole community. Everybody who has ever been in your life, who has ever believed in you, has ever helped you, has ever coached you, is the reason for where you are right now. No one is self-made. So if you now, from where you are right now, know where you want to be, right? You are not at this position of where you want to be because you do not know how to get there. Right. If I could say to do these five easy steps and you'll become a billionaire, you'd probably do it. Right. The reason mm. why most people don't get to where they want to be is because they don't have any fucking idea of how to get there, plain and simple. So, what you need to do is you need to find somebody who is further along this wheel of life or this hill of life who is doing better than you in certain areas and ask them for help. Right. Now, this requires a couple of things. Number one, drop your ego. Right. You're never, ever, ever going to win by trying to grind it out on your own. Success is built by standing on the shoulders of giants. This is why humanity gets better and better with every generation, because the next generation learns from us. We teach them. We teach our kids how to do things better and faster and smarter, right? We make them better. We need to do the same thing with us. We need to go out and we need to seek and find mentors. You spend a horrendous amount of money on mentoring. I spend a horrendous amount of money on mentoring. And fuck, it's worth it many millions of times over, right? Yeah. And it's one of the things that like, I, I thought I had a lot of mentors and then you were kind of guiding me on a few things where 
essentially anyone in life has the knowledge that you want. It's are you willing to pay for it to get it faster? Because in reality, you could fuck around on YouTube and podcasts to maybe find it or books, um, or you can just go and pay someone, hey, James, here's what I want to achieve. Bang, 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 bang. Awesome. Here it is. Um, you pay whatever mentor it is, you know, fair market rate and pay them well for the knowledge they've acquired. And it just saves you so much fucking time. And you also get an amazing support network down the line as well, where you, you know, become, you know, friends and maybe that person might take your phone call and things like that, which hasn't like a, a, an unwritten value for me. I remember I'm not, oh, you would remember, I remember two months ago, I called you on a Saturday morning at 8am and you took my call. Um, that would have never happened um, unless, you know, I had invested, you know, in you over, you know, however long we work together. So I think there's so many unwritten benefits of of having mentors and having people in powerful positions. It's um, it's an intangible value, um, not just education. Totally you get all the other things as well. You know, the, um, I was talking to a friend of mine about this. And I love that you brought that up, man. Talking to a friend of, friend of mine about this. Um, like last year, I made a fucking shitload of money, like lots. And um, every <laughs> single dollar, like I won't go into the specifics, but like it was, it was, it was a lot. Um, and it was more money than what uh, it, I put it as is more money than what I'm intelligent enough to receive. Right. Mm, um, okay. It was all of it because uh, of relationships. I just got three straight hookups, right? One after the other, which ended up doing anywhere from 10 to a thousand X, right? In terms of return on investment. Um, it was a lot of money, like a hell mm. of a lot of money. Um, and and with each of those things, it was purely because of the relationships that that I had built that I got all of those. Um, the next one after that is the game that we're playing now in business. Um, we have, you know, we run events. Um uh, we do a lot of them. They're fucking awesome. And any one time in, in a room of the events, we've got guys who are all in business, doing super well, like looking to, 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 to create more. In the room, we've got like net worth of like over $100 million. If you're mm. constantly surrounded by people with net worths of, you know, 5, 10, 15, $50 million constantly, and in, you're in rooms all the time where there's total wealth created between all these people of over $100 million, you're probably going to make a fair bit of money, right? Um, mm. Think about every single time someone who has, you know, uh, the, the, we, we know a lot of guys in mining, right? And they need to raise funds. Who can put in, who gets us first to put in funds like I do? Mm. Uh, who we've got guys who are in, you know, real estate, commercial, like different property things. Every time they need to raise stuff, every time they get like a little, you know, a little look in, a little, you know, here you go, have a look at this one. Like we get mm. heads up on everything all the time. Crypto. We've just got that all over the place. And the reason why we have that is because of the focus on relationship building and network that we've had, which has just meant that I've just got a plain and simple, I've got an unfair advantage um, over everybody else because of my network. And that's not just because I, I didn't, going back to the mentoring thing, I accumulated this, like not just uh, not just all, the, all this benefit hasn't come just from me paying people to, to, to learn from them. It's, that's not the biggest payoff. The biggest payoff is, I learned a shitload of money out of paying these guys, but then I also got access to everybody that I could possibly want. You need a digital marketer. You need a copywriter. You need someone to do sales. You need someone to fucking build you a house, anything. I've got it all from my network. It is totally invaluable, totally invaluable. And, and so guys, what you want to like kind of map out if I'm right here, James, so your health, wealth, relationships, spirituality, and find someone who has achieved what you want to achieve in that facet 
But just knowing full well, guys, is I don't believe there's any one mentor. I haven't met one who has everything like completely dialed in and necessarily, oh. especially in your business model as such. Um, so that's where sometimes like you do need multiple mentors where, you know, you might work with, you know, James on your health and fitness. But then if you have a business that's a dry cleaning business, like James is really, really fucking smart at business, but you probably want to get someone who has like 15 to 20 dry cleaners and work with them. And that's where it's totally okay to have multiple mentors, but you just want to be really clear with them what you want to get from that mentor so it doesn't cross any any um any bridges with each other and they're all working together as your kind of super team to make you win is that is that about right bro dude that is beautifully put there we go and mate once we've got that so we've got we know where we're at we know where we want to go we've like identified maybe some people to can ha- to to help what kind of pieces it pieces it all together in the end? How do we actually have our our dream life? What's the work and consistency and integrity integrity components that you think are really important? Yeah, the the final bit is what I call like the 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 map, right? How are you actually going to get there? We know where we are. We know where we want to be. We know who's going to help us. Now we need to put it into play by actually building out a game plan and doing, getting everything, all our, all our dots in a row. And one thing that's really crucial, right? Um, a, a lot of people like to say, okay, you know, I'm worth, you know, a hundred dollars right now and I want to have a net worth of a billion dollars, you know? Um, and cool. Like that's a great thing. But in terms of your, your map, you want to make it so that you chunk this down and you break it into smaller bits and you eat the elephant one bite at a time, so to speak. Good right? you, you, what we want to do is we want to make it so it's really small and actionable. In your game plan, you need to have, just to start off with, have three actionable steps that you do every single day. Right? It's not about doing 100 steps really well for one day. It's about doing a small number of steps consistently over time. I mean, dude, you you see this, you're a business coach, you've worked with, you know, many hundreds, possibly thousands of people now. Um, the ones that win are not the guys who come in and have all the fancy shit. They buy all the different programs, they all the different things all at once. It's the people that just show up day in, day out, mm. do the same thing over and over and over again. They're the guys that win. Mate, one of my favorite things that you did coaching with me is remember Habit Share? Yeah. Still use it? Yeah. Like yeah that's that great. where you just mapped out. I think at the start, I only had three habits that we mapped out and then, you know, got a few more over time. But just that like literal habit stacking of the most basic stuff, um, especially like morning, evening routines or whatever it might be, is so powerful. Um, and I'm a really big fan of just just doing the the five basic things every single day you need to do to win. So simple, so simple to do, so simple not to do as well. Um, this makes life a li- little bit more clear. And then so we've got the map. And so just say, um, let's use a goal, say on health, right? So you'd map out three things you need to do every day. And that would be whatever whatever's going to move you forward, like get your 10,000 steps, do your training program and, you know, follow your meal plan or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you just need to make it so that it's crystal clear and so you can do it every single day over and mm. over and over again. Because when you do this, it will build up your willpower, it builds up your your consistency, it builds up your ability to grow, your ability to learn new things and your ability to attain what you want. If you can do that consistently over time, you will win. But I, I can't stress this enough. Um, anyone can make a map, right? It's like that old, old, old parable. It's like there was a massive t- tanker, you know, big, big, big ship that was broken down, right? It just wouldn't work. 
And so the company, the shipping company, they brought in everyone. They brought in all these engineers to come in and have a look at it. And the first one comes in and has a look at the engine and says, mate, got no idea. The second one says the same thing. The third one says the same thing. And then finally, they bring in this really, really weird, weird dude, you know, who's really super eccentric. They bring him in the fly mount from the middle of bumfuck nowhere and they bring him in to have a look at it. He takes a look at the machine and they're, they're telling him everyone spent hours and hours and hours looking on this thing and no one can get it to work. And he says, cool, can you give me a hammer? And they say, yep, he gets a hammer, bang, taps it once. He's like, okay, cool. Go and start the engine and 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 see how it goes. And like, it started, it worked. And he says, cool, that's twenty thousand dollars, please. And like, what? <laughs> you know, you 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 know, you 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 just tapped it once with a hammer. And he said, No, you're not paying for me to tap with a hammer, you're paying me for the knowledge of where to tap. Right. Mm. And so that comes back to like with everything that we do, when we're building it, when we're building out a map, you need to make sure that it's built well from somebody who actually knows what they're doing because having a plan isn't the same as having the plan that you need. Yeah. Well, like the, the perfect plan for you. Yeah, and exactly. a lot of the guys, like, especially we have obviously a lot of fitness business owners listening to this. I would understand that a lot about, you know, training nutrition and things like that, where there's no one perfect nutrition program, only the perfect nutrition program for the individual. You know what I mean? So um, I think we would all understand that a lot as well. And mate, just finally, thank you so much for jumping on today. Um, I'll put a link below, but just best for the guys to to reach out and connect you on Facebook if they do have any questions and things like that. Yeah, just shoot me a message. James Kant, I'm pretty easy to find. So yeah, just jump on there and, uh, and, and drop big me handsome, a message. Big handsome gentleman. incredibly (laughs) handsome intelligent and humble yeah (laughs) mate thank you so much for jumping on thanks for having me dude it's been fun